0: Shades Midweek where we have conversations about theology, culture and all things shades. I'm joined in the studio by Jonathan Hayes and behind the producer's desk today is John Mark. John Woo! Mark, do you have a mic over <laughs> there? No. He doesn't, but he's here and we're so glad about that. <laughs> he is
1: here, no microphone. But he doesn't have a microphone because we actually have two guests with us that's in right the booth today and and just for anybody out there wondering yes we, we only have four mics so the other two microphones are taken up by none other than john kegley but we really don't care about him <laughs> more, yeah. important. more, I- more, more importantly <laughs> his wife emma kegley is in the house today and we're going to interview both of them and i'm really excited about it
0: yes we're doing a- another episode of meet a member but it's a special Episode of Why is meet it a special, member. Brad? Well, really, all episodes of Meet a Member are special. To be fair, I everyone understand. at Shades gets a trophy. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> about, you
2: know, just for participating. You're such a millennial. But it's <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's a special edition because it's not only meet a member, but meet a staff member. What? And this yeah, is
3: this will be good. Our
0: first, I believe, this is our first Meet a Member uh, couple edition.
1: Yeah, y'all we did, had the McClung's. Yeah, you did the interview with the McClung's. Technically,
0: that had more of a missions vibe that to was, it. That it's was a missions
1: interview. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, doesn't count. Doesn't count. Yes. Um, but, yeah, and this is also going to be the first staff wife in the yes. booth. Oh, and, yes. And th- this is a big deal <laughs> because every staff wife... The, uh, up to this point, uh, Brad's wife, John Mark's wife, mine—they uh, have all made comments about wanting to be in here in order to correct, in order to correct things that we we have said. So, yeah. so yeah, you can just you know feel free to call out John on everything. Okay, sounds good. I'll make these ladies doing. proud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: are you guys ready? How are you guys feeling?
3: Pretty good. let our it. first podcast debut might be the last (laughs) depending on how it goes (laughs) at least for me maybe
1: (laughs) that's what we're hoping that's probably gonna happen what (laughs) we're hoping look the the worse this is for you the the better radio we know it is Mm, that's right that's
4: right
0: (laughs) (laughs) well uh let's let's dive right in so first uh we want to hear y'all tell us a little bit individually about how you grew up and how you came to the faith. So let's hear your individual stories before we hear about how your story became one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, who
0: wants to go first?
3: Uh, Emma can go first.
2: <laughs> Put me on the spot. But here we go. It's <laughs> about you today. So. <laughs> um okay let's see so i am from indianapolis indiana what? very very far away far really land. Cool city. yes it is the best city um <laughs> my parents will be proud that i'm saying that indiana live radio indiana indiana is
3: like texas like people from indiana like are super prideful about their states it's, it's, it's true it's very strange it's it. true we love it <laughs> i was,
1: i was born in texas and only spent the first two years of my life there, but still very much claimed to be a Texan. A Texan yep. mm. um, and it I had never seen people from another state have the same kind of state pride until I met people from Indiana.
2: Oh, yeah. Well,
0: I don't feel that
3: about strange. Georgia. I do not feel that about Georgia.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <coughs> Just Indiana. It's a good well, place. that's
3: like there's nothing else in Indiana to be excited Proud about. about. So that you have to be, be excited about the whole thing, I guess.
4: Okay. All right.
2: <laughs> Anyways, so. I'm from Indiana. Yes. I, let's see, faith-wise had kind of an interesting upbringing. My parents were all over the place in terms of church is. I um, I was baptized a Presbyterian church, and my parents started a Lutheran church, and then they moved to a giant, mega non-denominational church. It's so a very
0: it ecumenical
1: upbringing. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know all
2: the things, all the places.
0: Seminary um, word over there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Keeping up. Um, so I would say my faith journey definitely began in a real and meaningful way in youth group. Um, at this big non-denominational church, um, I very quickly became mega involved. If you know me at all, I do everything that I do with 100% of my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Mega involved at the mega church. Yes. Yes. 100% (laughs) involved is what we did. (laughs) So I did all of the small groups, all of the youth group meetings, all the mission trips, all of the everything, um, and very much was living a faith of acts and doing things and showing up and being in the right places and saying the right things. Um, and I thought that that was all there was to Jesus and the faith of Christianity. Um, and very, very quickly was burnt out by performing. Mm. Um, and it wasn't until high school. So four or five years of being involved in this youth ministry that I got involved with young life, um, at the high school level and met people who loved me for me and not for the things that I did, mm. not saying that the church that I went to did not do that. It just was very obvious, um, mm. that Jesus was a relational being in my time at young life. Mm. Um, and so Very much was shaken to the core with Young Life and what that brought to the table and realized that all of the things I had been performing and acting out, there was a lot more. There was Mm. a lot more to who Jesus was um, than showing up in the right places and doing the right things. Um, So Young Life very quickly transformed my faith journey um, into a more relational more relational one um mm. one where i felt accepted and loved and could live out the things that i had learned and been part of in youth group in church um but learned how to actually use those things in relationship with jesus and in relationship with others um so i have young life and one leader to thank for that um who was the maid of honor in our wedding oh. so we've stayed close and in contact um but towards the end of high school, I would say my faith journey was still very confused with acts and perfection mm. um, took a, and I think I'm still trying to untangle that thread, um, which is part of my personality too, of just being perfectionist. But um,
1: are, y- are you a one?
2: I'm an eight. You're an eight? An eight is Scary. what all of Wait,
0: the, like... What are you guys talking about?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Sorry, I just went all Enneagram on Different language. us. This is now an episode solely about <laughs> the Enneagram. <laughs> And no, it's no, it's I'm just It's only about eights
2: because <laughs> well, they're the,
3: the best. eights are the ones, if you look up the, like, the celebrity personalities, it's all like Adolf Hitler and like, Fidel oh, Castro. Oh, oh, awesome. <laughs> all <laughs> of the like, dictators <laughs> get eight personalities. <laughs> that's,
0: the, that's the group you want to be in, That's, yeah. for sure, that's yeah. the elite
2: group. Hey, sure. I mean, we're powerful. <laughs> 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 Take it one way or the other. So, um, but yes, I think, yeah, very confused by actions and perfectionism and all that, um, which led to me graduating high school early. I moved to Columbia in South Africa for three months. I had Um, no idea. Yes. It was a very, very scary and not so great time. Um, but it was the first place I was completely alone. I was the only American. I lived with a Filipino missionary, um, in, in the, Depths of a very scary and poor neighborhood. Um, yeah. Blonde and 18. My parents are real <laughs> proud yeah, of that position. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yes. So that was the first place that it really everything that I had built and understood and grown to know was stripped away. And I was left with um, loneliness and despair and confusion and I couldn't work or perform my way out of it. Um, so that was another really sweet time. Of the Lord really breaking down my walls and who I had built myself to be and pride and um, just teaching me to depend and be in relationship with him and everything that I do because it is the only way that I can be um, and can Mm -hmm. flourish. And yes, so. I would say that was a really huge turning point in all this, you know, relational ministry and um, perfectionism and works, all of that coming coming together and spitting out a different version of Emma. <laughs> um, so it was a really really hard time, but a really sweet time. Um, and then I went to college at Stanford, Sam- um, and that is why I came to the South. Um, <laughs> here you are. Here I am. It is a very strange place, and it still <laughs> is. So that. That has been a whole other journey of learning.
1: We need to take you to, like, true rural uh, South. Oh, I know. I, <laughs> th- I really don't think I could handle it. If you think yeah. Birmingham is strange. Well, okay, so right. here's the thing. We've got some, some fun yeah. places we could go.
2: My freshman year, before my freshman year of Stanford, my roommate was from South Georgia. And I visited oh, her. Do you know where? Moultrie.
1: Oh yeah, because <laughs> oh, I, I grew up in know, Albany, South. I know, I yeah, well, close. Actually, I grew up in
0: Leesburg,
2: <laughs> <laughs> nearby. But
0: everyone's heard of Albany, so it's right? That's of the that's a big city, <laughs> big
2: city. So I went to Moultrie, and I was like, "What did I do ah. to myself?" <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't think I'm gonna last. So got to St. Burden, was very probably correct about that thought. I have lasted and I have learned and I have met people that I love and have found my community. And now I love Birmingham. I would have laughed at you if you told me that I would have loved Birmingham five years ago, but now here we are and I can say that I love it. Um, But it's been a, it's been a weird, a weird transition. Um, Eventually, obviously met John. We'll talk about that in a little bit and Mm -hmm. found shades through him um, and have just been in a continual process of learning to intersect relationality with Jesus, with theology and what the church teaches and a lot of battling perfectionism alongside that. But that's where mm. I am today.
1: Awesome. Well, I mean, we really don't need to hear from John <laughs> now at this point. We can just <laughs> we'll move on, on to the no.
3: next, next question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, John. All right. But do keep it brief because we really only care about what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so
3: 30 minutes. Here we go um so i grew up i had a pretty stereotypical southern baptist kind of upbringing which i used to despise but i think i'm becoming more and more thankful for that as the years go on um my parents are both really strong believers my grandparents live close by and they're always really involved in our faith experience they had been at the church that Fayetteville First Baptist Church because we are more Baptist than all the other churches I guess. Um, <laughs> That's where we grew up that's where my grandparents when they moved to uh, Fayetteville where I'm from um, that's where we, they went to church for a long time until they weren't able to go anymore. We eventually moved from that church but had a very kind of standard you know vacation Bible school, D now, trunk or treat, all the Baptist things. We were involved with at the church. And it Not was everyone
0: listening knew what just happened, but <laughs> I, so many things got brought up for me. So many listen, listen if you want to talk,
1: if you want to talk, <laughs> talk about stereotypical SBC upbringing, come back to me when you can talk about your experience with the Lottie Moon Christmas oh, offering. Oh, Lottie Moon, and. And the cooperative program. I, n- I
3: okay. never knew who Lottie Moon was, but I just knew <laughs> we were giving her money. And <laughs> around Christmas time, we would make these little. Did you do RAs? RAs, because yep. I'm pretty sure my yep. mom
1: still has my RA shirt somewhere RAs. with the oh, badges. Yeah.
3: The badges, Iwanis. That was a thing we did too. Did you do that?
1: Iwanis. That, I I was real bitter. Towards Awana because uh, Awana <laughs> entered into our uh, our church sphere in <laughs> fifth grade for me I believe it was which was my last year yep. of RAs so it took like my pinnacle of my RA experience the and glory years of stole RAs. it from me and I was very yeah, upset Awana I was, was bitter a, for a yeah. while.
3: I just remember Maybe still getting little uh, <laughs> little vest with badges for I don't even yeah. not nearly as cool I as R A. R A is is pretty cool. We made little wooden
0: derby car Wait, things. John, did you do Bible drill? You strike me as a Bible drill. Bible drill. drill guy.
3: Yep. I got. Okay, I, thought, I, I got a trophy once for my uh, Bible Bible drill skills. Okay. We yeah, we yeah, have yeah. opposite
1: experiences. So. With Bible drill. I got cut from my Bible drill team. <laughs> not good mm. enough. That's wow. a true story.
0: Talk <laughs> about a comeback <laughs> story.
3: <laughs> so yeah, that was yeah. kind of my. Uh, inherited faith and you know I it was it was good I remember I mean growing up I remember loving enjoying going to church had a lot of friends there a lot of close friends and I remember really just enjoying kind of the church life and I really did enjoy just being there and it was a very kind of natural part of my life Um, for a while I actually remember I never I never really made a profession of faith around the age whenever that is that you're supposed to do that. I never was really baptized so I, I kind of skipped out on that part. And I actually remember going to a VBS when I was younger and at the end of VBS they they give you like a little note card with uh, a couple of different options, and um, it's called a decision card. A decision John. card. There's <laughs> lots of decisions. It was, it was, it was a lot of decisions. And I'm a very indecisive person. But essentially, it was like: Have you been baptized? Would you like to be baptized? Are you a Christian? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Are you interested in being a Christian? And I was not baptized at that point in time. But I knew that the cool kids were baptized so i checked the box that said i was baptized (laughs) so i could go to the other room where there's like these old partition walls that you could like open and close so Uh, i I knew i could go to that side if i uh, checked the box that i was baptized (laughs) because that's where all my friends were and i did not want to be on the other side so i did that but eventually when i was probably around 10 or 11 i remember my dad um very genuine very sincere motivations took me to the church to meet with um Pastor Chris, and I think he was just really concerned for me, I mean, as a father, and really wanted to see where I was at, and so I remember sitting down with the pastor, and I I kind of get a little uncomfortable thinking about this now in the present, because, but then again, like, how do you explain the gospel to a 10-year-old? So it's kind of hard because I remember him drawing, you know, a picture of these two roads <laughs> and he's like, you're on this road. And, you know, this one is leading to hell <laughs> and there's this road that leads leads to heaven. Do you like want to be on this
0: road? I'm like, oh, cool. of course I do. Yes. What Are you, are heaven you, kidding, road, me? Are you kidding me? I'll get take a me, left. Me, but I do. I remember it being a very. Tell me what to do. <laughs> I'll check that box. I remember
3: it being a very like emotional experience and it, it definitely impacted me in some ways um and i was baptized shortly like a week or so later and i was i remember being very uncomfortable being baptized cuz you know there's a lot of people looking at you you had to go way up in the back of the church to the big baptistry in the baptist church and you had to you know go down in there and say yes i i believe i'm a christian and all of that stuff so that was probably like fifth or sixth grade and then kind of my middle school years was when i started really becoming separated from church from my faith it really was not connecting and I kind of in in a lot of ways I kind of grew out of the faith that I kind of once had and I really do struggle even now looking back kind of at the period of time when I really was involved in the church as a young kid you know whether or not you know my faith was genuine what does it look like to have genuine faith as a 10 year old like what do I what do I expect from myself at that period of time and I'm really not sure, honestly, if, you know, I was really following the Lord or, you know, if I was just kind of caught up in, in the church life. But in my middle school years, really, it started eighth grade. I got involved in like a lot the party scene, started drinking a lot, started doing some drugs and really started kind of going down a path that obviously was not honoring to the Lord Mm-hmm. all the while going to youth group and going on sunday mornings like you're supposed to do mm-hmm. and really my parents didn't really know much about what i was doing or the the lifestyle i was living me and my sister both were very good at hiding it from them. They did not really ask any questions. They almost didn't really want to know about what we were doing. I think they were kind of scared.
0: You strike me as the rebel that was always really polite. yeah, Respectful to adults.
3: I, I remember I remember. I was never the ringleader. the story behind I was, the scenes. I was never the ringleader of the group, but I was, always, I was always involved, and I was always participating in illicit activities, whatever they were kind of just by, I mean, that was my friend group. And so Mm. that kind of trajectory continued and I I kind of was separated from the church. You know, I just kind of started going out of habit, you know, I had some friends that went, but it was, it was not cool. I mean, it wasn't a cool thing for me to do at that period of time. And my friends, you know, a lot of them went to churches, but you know, I wanted to be cool. I wanted to be popular and being the church kid was not going to do that for me. Um, and so that kind of lifestyle progressed for a few years, really a little good bit of high school. And then I remember my junior year of high school, my friend Will, who I'm still friends with today, he um, was throwing a party for New Year's Eve. And so we all went over there for a big party. And for some reason, I was we were drinking and I thought it was a good idea to take a glass liquor bottle and to smash it on one of the campfire rocks Around the around the campfire. I thought it was gonna be a great idea. Sounds so brilliant. I did.
4: <laughs> still as that you idea. do
3: to impress people, I guess. I don't know why. And I cut my hand pretty badly. I still have a couple of like scars on my hand from when I did that. Thankfully, one of my friend's moms was around. She was a nurse. She took me back to my friend's house. She lived right down the street. And I stayed there that night, and I just remember waking up the next morning just feeling foolish and sinful and embarrassed and just really empty, honestly. Um, And I think that's kind of when the Lord really began to open my eyes to kind of just the sinfulness of the ways that I've been living and just the vanity of it all, like the pointlessness of it all. I mean, of course, in the moment, it seemed fun and exciting, but it really was not— satisfying that kind of, of lifestyle. And so I remember going home and I actually lied to my parents. I told them that my Will's mom had made some dish and it broke on the floor. It fell off the counter I was taking the trash out, and I cut my hand on a piece of glass. My parents very much believed us. <laughs> very much. I, I too love much. This the
0: lie you're serving. You're like the so yeah, yeah, that's taking right. out
3: the trash. Yes, have, like, have you they, win that extra step.
1: <laughs> have they heard
0: the real story? I, I don't
1: think <laughs> I've ever given, the given them. <laughs> or will this be the first <laughs> time they think, hear this story? I don't
3: think I've ever given them the full, the full and honest truth. But although I think they probably have sus- suspected that that was not the true story. At least I hope they they did.
1: I'm emailing them this podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so that happened, and actually, this was over Christmas break, and the next week my neighbor Taylor who was two years older than me so my sister's age he we weren't we weren't super close friends but we we knew each other and we hung out with each other because we lived in the same neighborhood and we got into trouble together and stuff like that but he was um, in, a, in a car with friends who had been drinking he had been drinking too and they were drinking and driving and something happened they swerved off the road and I don't think Taylor had a seatbelt on if I can remember correctly and he was like ejected through the front windshield of the truck and his friends essentially just left left him there because they're I think they're terrified of being responsible for I think they probably thought he was dead. And so they just left him there and someone found him. I don't know who found him and he was they thought he might have been dead on the spot. But they life flatted him to a hospital and he was in a coma for several weeks or months, a long time, and he's still not completely recovered from that. I remember being still in college and him still have not got his GED from high school. And I remember that happened. I actually remember sending him a Facebook message and saying something like, Hey Taylor, I'm praying for you. Like I'm, I'm here for you. Yada, yada, yada. But those two events, I don't really have a moment. I don't really have a, you know, a decision moment. I don't have a moment my, my heart was strangely warmed. I don't have that kind of single experience but i do remember those two events being very pivotal and kind of changing my outlook on the way i had been living and really kind of made me really start to try and understand the faith that i had kind of grown up in and really kind of start to explore it some more and so i did and that next semester it was i can't imagine what people were thinking when i came back to school that semester because a lot of my friends, I decided I didn't really want to be in relationships with them in a lot of ways. I knew I was still very much tempted by a lot of the similar thing, same things that I had been doing just months before. And so I would, I would literally bring my Bible to school. My John MacArthur ESV study Bible that my dad gave me <laughs> is blue That's and, and yeah. pretty, pretty intense. I bring that Brick of a Bible to school, and I would sit at the lunch table, kind of apart from my friends. And I started to sit with people who are not very popular, not very cool, um, kind of just the outcasts and the rejects at school. And you know, I would just read read my Bible, and you know, my friends were very confused at the way I'd been living or the way the things that have changed. Primarily because they were still going to church, right? I mean, it's not like they weren't going to church or they didn't consider themselves Christians. I guess to them, I just seemed like I was trying to be better or I was trying to be some elite Christian. I don't know. But it was was really confusing to them because, again, they were claiming to be Christians. And now, you know, I was somehow a Christian even more than they were. So it was a very kind of rough time for me because I was very lonely. Didn't have many close friends who were actually really trying to follow the Lord. And I just remember that next summer just being a really big period of growth for me, um, and scripture reading and finding community and finding and being involved in the church. And it was that summer that I began to feel like the Lord was calling me to ministry and that this was something that I really wanted to do with my life, Mm. um, so there's a lot, there's a lot more details that I could go into, but those were the the main things. And I ended up finding really uh, two really close friends, kind of my senior year at the school that I went to, and we ended up becoming like almost best friends um, through through that experience. And then applied to Sanford, all of that stuff. We don't
0: have to go into that, but it's yeah. crazy how similar our stories are. I remember the first time you shared, and then I found out that. All that happened in Fayetteville. Yep. Right (laughs) next to. Right. Just down the road from where I grew up in Peace Tree City and seeing how the Lord moved in very similar ways through your rebellion as He did with mine was really encouraging. And then now here we
4: are in Shades Valley. (laughs) In the same
3: room talking on this podcast. It is insane. Yeah. Providence. Providence. Yes. (laughs) We believe in it. Okay.
1: So uh, so y'all both end up at Sanford. Yep. And I want to ask Emma, how did y'all's paths cross?
2: It's a good story. It's very romantic. (laughs) I'm not a romantic person, but it is (laughs) a romantic story. (laughs) (laughs) We were, the very, very, very first time we met, we both were planning to study abroad in Rome over Jan term, so the January three-week break, Um, and there were meetings before we went to go over logistics and homework and all that good stuff. And I was sitting with my little group of friends, like five or six of us, and this random, at the end, we finished, and this random bearded, long haired man (laughs) (laughs) walked up to me. Not Jesus. (laughs) Not Jesus. Just to be clear, this (laughs) hippie comes up. (laughs) 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 Uh, It was drawn. And he walked up, and he saw my laptop, and there was a sticker of Indiana. A big old Indiana because sticker. Because we're proud of Indiana, okay? Oh. He said, are you from Indiana? And I was like, darn right <laughs> I am. No, I just have this <laughs> massive No, I'm just sticker. a big fan.
0: That's a, strong, that's a strong start, though, John. Strong yeah, it start. Was, yeah. it was. It
4: was.
2: And I said, yes. And he said, oh, my gosh, I just had an internship there this past summer. I, said, I, re- I remember oh. that. Yeah. I said,
3: I worked for a church plant in Indianapolis. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> a big gig. <laughs>
2: So that was very, very, very first time we crossed paths. And I it, he left, and I remember calling my dad, and he asked how my day was, and I said, good, I met some guy who did an internship in Indiana, and that was that. And then, uh, like, two months later, after Christmas, the New Year's, we fly to Rome, and, like, prob- we were there for three weeks, and it was, like, a good eight days in before we even, like, Maybe no, I mean maybe John has noticed me for a long time. I'm going to say that, but <laughs> well, I wanted yes. to ask John:
1: <laughs> Did you walk up and say, make this statement because of the Indiana sticker, or because you were looking uh, for an excuse? To <laughs> talk I think talk it was an ex- mm. I
3: think it was an excuse. Mm. I think it was because I think I remember noticing. You heard it here first. She <laughs> had a lot of. She had a lot of. She was tattooed. She had like two nose rings, and I was like, "This is very strange. <laughs> I don't see these people at Sanford very much." And I was interested. <laughs> And so I was like, oh, well, let's find a reason to talk to her. And so we did. And then I honestly, too, when we left that meeting, I was like, well, we'll see what happens. But until we were actually on the trip in Rome, I don't think I had thought about it anymore. I didn't do any Facebook investigating or anything. No stalking. No stalking. No. Yeah. This was it a It comes non- later, though. Stalking. Just you wait. <laughs>
1: So so we're in Rome. So
2: we're in Rome. And finally, our groups were like on opposite schedules. So we always passed each other in the middle of the morning. We would like swap what we were doing for that day. And so we were always at some point in the the same vicinity as each other. And when those like 10 minutes would happen, John would always end up next to me. Like regardless of where we were. A bus, (laughs) a like cafe, a whatever. This man is just like always (laughs) lingering. Like stalkerish yes oh come on i mean okay so obviously <laughs> Did it work? i liked it yeah right <laughs> so all of that's happening and i'm like am i making this up like is this guy like am i just reading into this because i'm kind of interested or is this guy also interested in me and that's why he's around so all that that goes back and forth for a while and then finally one night i He Facebook messaged me. Slid into the DMs. (laughs) We're like on a group of like 50 people and he Facebook messaged (laughs) me. You're (laughs) in (laughs) Rome. Yeah.
3: Together. I want to say that I had a good reason, but I can't come up with it right now.
2: Yeah. Facebook
0: message feels safe though. It was. It was was friendly. Yeah. It could
2: be friendly or not. (laughs) (laughs) Or extra.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or horrifying. Either way. (laughs) Either
2: way. (laughs) So that happened. And then finally it was like almost towards the end of the trip and... Uh, we were at this big banquet with all of the people who were on our trip, and we all decided we would go get a evening gelato after dinner. And we went to see the Trevi Fountain at night with all of the lights on. Mm-hmm.
4: Very, very romantic. That's my idea. It was. Ra. Ra. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we end up there, and then Same all of on. a sudden, everybody's gone except for John and I, and we're just alone at the Trevi Fountain without anybody that we know. Ooh. And at this point. John puts his arm around me. It's getting hotter in oh here. Oh and Things are heating <laughs> up in this booth. <laughs> yep. Wait, so
0: no DTR. You just go for the arm around
4: the shoulder. Right yeah, the arm.
3: this was after we were in Rome. This was after a couple of glasses of red wine, and so we <laughs> were. That was that was helpful more to my truth. confidence. The courage, <laughs> courage came. <laughs> yeah, it so brought some courage. And then yeah. And then that was that. Pretty the much rest is history.
2: Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm not making it up in my head. We really do maybe like each other, and then. We finished out Rome kind of you know well on the way
3: home on the on the (laughs) flight on the flight on the way home I was like I kind of finagled away so that we could sit by each other on the 10-hour plane ride or whatever it was and within five minutes of the plane ride we sat down and she turned over and looked at me and she said I just want you to know I don't need you (laughs) (laughs) and I said all right this is this is going well (laughs) She's like, yeah, I just, I just want, I want to be clear. I, I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not dependent on you. I don't need you. And I was like, okay, great. Yeah. This is great. And then, yeah, I that's that, that was. Yeah, I don't remember what we talked about after it's that. The most that romantic was very, thing yeah, you would heard. Very clear. I mean, it was very forward. Felt so. really affirmed in that yeah. moment.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh. So, so what do y'all consider your first date? Gosh, is it is the well, Trevi Fountain, or is it when you get back in
3: America? It was. Fon Fon Fon. Fon. which i don't Whoa. think we've been back there since, since then since then <laughs> that kind of broke our bank. but i think i would but probably
2: consider the Trevi fan i mean that was like a i mean it was dating before we were like officially right, right, boyfriend right. and girlfriend but i do feel like it was a it was an accidental date
1: yeah it That's counts it counts totally counts okay so emma how did john propose
2: this is good i'm very hard to surprise so uh, it's I, that's, I, I just am, I guess I'm intuitive. I don't know. I just read into people's actions and
3: she doesn't even try to find accidentally. things out. I she want just, to be surprised. She, yeah.
2: But so I was like, listen, if we're going to get married, the only thing I need from you is to surprise me when we get engaged. Big task. So we, it was the only
1: thing I need from you is for you to do the thing that's
2: the hardest. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So we it was Thanksgiving, um, Thanksgiving break, and I I kept like again just thinking that it was always coming, and then it wasn't, and I was completely taken off guard because it was over Thanksgiving break. My parents live in Indiana. We were going to John's parents in Atlanta, so it was very important to me to have my both of our families there. I also wanted friends in somewhat near vicinity after that happened, and none of those things looked like they were going to happen. If we're visiting John's family in Atlanta. So his sister told us to meet her downtown. We were gonna go out to dinner together and she was taking senior pictures of her friend. And so she was like, I'll have my good camera, we can like hang out in the park for a second. I like really didn't think anything of anything. On
3: on the way to the engagement or the proposal, the place where I was going to propose, she was very angry because she was hungry. I was hungry. (laughs) And she did not want to be at this park walking around trying to find my sister. To take pictures. Because I had never, I had I don't think I'd been to this spot. I mean, I'd, I I kind of knew where it was because I'd been to Piedmont Park before, but I'd never been to, like, the actual spot before. So I was trying to figure out, like, on my phone, kind of like, <laughs> where right, is this place? Lots it's of forethought. Yeah. Like John the planner. Yeah, she's yeah. like, why, why are we even in this park to begin with? And where is your sister? And I was like, oh, gosh.
2: So finally we, go. we find his sister. She's like, oh, my gosh, look at this pretty place. Come take a picture with me. So I take a picture with Claire. And obviously, nothing thinks of that. I'm just taking a picture with this, with John's sister. And then she was like, let me get a picture of you. And so I went and got a picture with John. So there are pictures like right of us right before we get engaged, me completely unbeknownst that this is happening. And then John grabbed my shoulders and turned me towards him and started saying right. i don't no know I what do he said. What I said i
3: really i didn't i don't think i really said that much because i just I started crying you. i think i'm a very i'm a very emotional person and so. i said i said
2: what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing stop crying like a child <laughs> yeah
3: Use get it words. together john
0: <laughs>
2: so finally it happened he got it down happened. on one knee the good stuff i said yes and then i was
1: really hoping that when he <laughs> asked before you said yes, you would go, just so you know. You. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> I don't need you. <laughs> but <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> but yes,
0: you'll do.
2: <laughs> no, not that time. Just so first time. Okay,
0: so then how long have you all been married?
2: Two years. We just had June two year anniversary. 2nd,
3: 2018.
0: Yep. Two years. So Jonathan, technically if they've been married two years, would that mean that they are newlyweds?
1: I don't know that they're newlyweds, but... It's early enough that we could definitely do something like I don't know, play a newlywed game. Wow, that
0: sounds wonderful. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. All right. Welcome to Shades Valley Community Church. The newlyweds. The, the, the newlywed game, starring Brad Brown, Jonathan Hayes, and special guest John and Emma Kegley.
4: Yeah. All right, so instead of a
0: speed round today, we're going to play our version of (laughs) the newlywed game with this duo. So we're going to, we've asked them separately some questions.
1: Yes. So, how we're going to start this thing is I'm going to ask John a series of questions that Emma has already written down what she thinks he's going to say. And uh, we'll see if they're able to match these up. Y'all get a point. For every one of these that you get right. Yep. And if you get enough points, then you don't have to be angry at each other.
2: Okay. <laughs> I play to win. For the
3: record, I will intentionally answer some questions wrong just to make sure. Wrong. Uh, no. oh. right. yes. Whatever. No
1: caveats here. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go. John, here is your oh first Lord. question. John, who is your celebrity crush? Mm. You got to answer it. And and I feel like you would have had a hard time. time.
3: Yeah. Answering this, hmm, guys, I am not very quick on my toes,
1: no, so. dude. You got, <laughs> you to, be. got to. You to be. You have to be. I'll start counting. Yeah. Um, who is my celebrity? We'll just make John Mark oh, cut gosh. out all the the us and. Things. See, this
3: is a good sign, though, right? Um, three. I two, really don't know. One. I don't have one. <laughs> and
1: Emma wrote. Me, oh my
3: gosh! See, you had a hard time too, right? <laughs> I did. I did.
1: She did. But she I did. That's kind of an. Isolated.
0: That's kind of an. I don't know, though. So we'll give you yeah. a
1: half. You get a half a point. Have half a point. A point. Okay, John. What is your most annoying habit? is like giving John a it. look. I feel like I need to describe this. Emma's giving John a look that says, "You better get this. <laughs> this is so simple."
3: <laughs> my most annoying habit.
1: I feel like John's trying to whittle it down. Yeah,
3: there's too a, many to There is from. a lot.
1: All right, just throw one out.
3: Um, what would
1: I say? All right, JM, for real, you're gonna have to like. I'm
3: that sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, you should have told me the questions before so I could think about I know. them. No. Um, What's the point. Well, she doesn't like when I leave lots of things scattered everywhere like I always do. So okay. shoes, books and Emma, Emma wrote. wrote
0: Chewing ice. Oh. oh, oh, oh! And it came to John. Chewing I do chew ice. ice. Yeah, yeah, it's really annoying.
1: I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a big ice chewer as well.
3: There's something therapeutic
0: about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: that's our producer.
0: Audience? No, that's Thank the you audience. audience. Oh, oh yeah, audience. yeah, That's a yeah, live audience <laughs> <Big> crowd here.
1: <laughs> all right, all right, John. When is your mother-in-law's birthday?
3: Oh golly,
2: we have a trip to wait, Oregon wait, wait, wait. coming oh, up. Oh, oh,
3: it's got to be in August. The f- no, July
0: the <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry, John. Oh, I, we that's we, hard. We should have filmed this it's, just it's for the looks. July
3: thirty first?
2: <laughs> oh, it's close. July 29th. Oh. Oh. Half a
1: point Ooh. for that's, July. That's not bad. Half, Half a point, a point. for yeah, July. Not bad, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Okay. John, sorry, what is the worst meal you and Emma have ever cooked together? Mm. Worst uh. meal.
3: Probably something I've cooked. What could it be, though? Um,
1: hmm. Or you could just say none. They've all been
3: amazing. Well, they all have been
1: amazing. Is that your answer? That's my answer. I don't know what the answer is. She said none. None.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fabulous cook. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right.
1: Full point there. Right. Cool
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: All right, John. How many cousins does Emma have?
3: I think I would say zero, but she has some, but we don't really, I've never met them or seen them, so zero. It me? is true, it's oh, zero. Wait, 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 wait.
1: Oh. That's the- zero. <laughs> zero. She <laughs> held up a sign and said, me. Oh, no. yeah. like, uh, she's her own right. cousin? <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, last question, and this one's a softball, okay? Which spouse is more organized?
2: Are you kidding? I
3: I I am more I would say I am more organized in my brain. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. But in reality, Emma is much more organized Obviously. than me. Whoa, 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 it depends it depends on what you mean by organized. Can I find things? Yes. Does it look organized? No. What? That,
4: that's, John, not the that's not of an that's like, not an answer. Like I know it's
3: organized for me. It might not look organized. <laughs> but it can
4: <laughs> Yeah. It's a total wreck of an answer all right, right there. It's right. good. Jam's having a little keep bit it, too keep too much fun in. over there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Is
1: that it? That's it that's for you. It, but you you're you're not. Thank you you could still get in trouble. But you're not all
4: out right. of the woods yet. All right. all right.
0: All right. Emma. What were you both wearing on your first date? If we're saying the first date is the Trevi Fountain.
2: Okay, great. I we have a picture of this. Um, is that how you answered it, no, John?
0: But
3: that's okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Were you saying Chez Fonfon? Yeah. Okay, All well right, then let's go
0: Chez Fonfon. Oh
2: Gosh, I don't really know. I don't know I Uh either.
3: John, you're not supposed to say that. Oh, <laughs> I didn't write that.
2: Well, if I'm just going to answer like it's Cherry Fountain because I do know what I was wearing. I was wearing an orange dress with leggings and a coat and a big scarf.
1: <laughs> what you got, John?
3: I I said Emma dress red question <laughs> mark <laughs> <laughs> purple question mark purple half a point hey, a for dress
0: half a point for sure yeah that was pretty good okay. okay Emma who is your celebrity crush
2: Gosh I should have known this was coming um oh come on come on oh oh oh, oh it's Kanye <laughs> yeah, that's oh, right hey, <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> I love Kanye point. <laughs>
3: She's a this, big fan. This is cracking if, me up. If
0: you would have had a Kanye clip there, that would have been phenomenal. I
2: would have been very <laughs> impressed. Emma, Emma's
3: in like the top four percent of.
2: Oh yeah, Spotify told me top four percent of Kanye's fans.
0: <laughs> wow, it's
2: a big it's a big accomplishment. It's unofficial.
1: But I'm it's learning official. a lot right now. <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> next up, mm, Emma. What is your most annoying habit?
2: My most annoying. Probably telling John to stop his annoying habit. <laughs>
3: no, I said asking me to do things immediately.
0: <laughs>
2: okay, okay. What is he
0: what does he mean by that, Emma?
2: Uh, I just am like, hey, can you take out the trash? And, and by like,
3: that she means do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Not
1: hey. You can wait for me.
2: Well, no, John takes <laughs> that as a, yeah, I'll take out the trash this week. Within the
3: next 24 hours, it'll happen. <laughs> That's my interpretation of that. So my
1: counseling <laughs> hours in my office.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Um, Emma, what color are your eyes? Uh, blue. Wait, I
3: thought this was my eyes. Yeah, was shut it your, your eyes. eyes? Shut your eyes. Oh, wait. What, what color, color are John's, John's eyes?
2: eyes? They're like a Sorry.
0: Sorry, green, brown, man. blue, hazel. What did you say? She says all the colors. Green, <laughs> <laughs> brown, blue, hazel.
2: I don't like to be wrong. Uh, you got pick one. I would say hazel.
3: I put light brown, but I can't, I can't
0: tell. <laughs>
4: I
2: don't really color
4: my own eyes. You just don't know what color your own I eyes can't, are. Can't, I don't see them.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Emma, who is... The least likely to ask for help in the store.
2: Oh. Mm, like from an attendant? Is that what we're
3: yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, John. Yeah, I said me 100%. It's
2: like, no, we can do this. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, guys, that's all we have. Oh, no. You. No, oh, there was wait. one more question. Wait, there's one more? One more. Yeah. I got one more card. Yeah.
1: it's. oh, uh, oh, oh. oh, if, oh, oh, oh do I'm you so have it? sorry. I'm okay. so
0: sorry. Last question. Where was your worst date? Oh, gosh. You have to think a little hard about this one. This is not your worst
3: date.
1: Did this answer come to you very quickly, John?
3: No, it didn't, actually. It took
1: me a minute. But
0: I wish we had the Jeopardy Jeopardy music. That'd be really great.
1: Well, there was this one time we were wandering through a park and I was hungry. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) That was pretty bad. Gosh, I really don't know. I feel like it'll be obvious once John says it. But I'm going to go with.
3: It's before we were engaged, before marriage day.
2: (laughs) There's definitely. Oh, there it is. Very early on. Before we were engaged. Yeah. Uh, Oscars party. Yeah, she got it. (laughs) Yes.
4: Why was the? What happened to this Oscars party? party
3: So we had just started dating, right? Uh. Yeah, Pretty pretty recently after, and she had invited me to go to a Young Life Oscars party. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to dress up. We're going to have lots of fun. It was at Red Hills Brewing when that existed. And I show up, I think, to drive with Emma over to the Young Life party, and one of her friends is with her. And I was like, what's going on? I thought this was a date. And so Emma had thought it was, she decided to invite one of her friends to the (laughs) Young Life Oscars party to come along with us. And I didn't know anybody there either. And so it was just me, Emma's friend, and Emma.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so everyone was in so a great actually, mood. So technically,
3: <laughs> it was not a date at that point. It was more
0: of a group hang. A group group, a group hang. Listen, hang.
2: <laughs> I, I love people. I love hanging out with people. So I just invite people to Extrovert.
0: Yeah. And John are you? An and it, like it,
3: it, throws me off a, a ton when there's like not exactly the people that I thought were going to be there. there. <laughs> but, whoa! Trust I have, to, me. I have to rethink everything now.
2: <laughs>
1: so, uh, well, thank y'all for playing our quirky game. You guys game. have survived. Yes, we did.
2: It. We win. The
0: newlywed <laughs> needs to win, so we win. <laughs> 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 Tuesday, Emma, you <laughs> you definitely <laughs> won Shades the game. Oh, sure. We'd oh, like to thank our sponsors, the ESV Bible. <laughs> 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 Lifeway Christian Book.
4: Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: Good job, guys. All right. Well, we're going to move on because we have just a few uh, questions to ask as we close things out. So... Uh the 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 question before me is how did y'all hear about Shades and really yeah. I mean we know that Emma came via you John so how did you first hear about Shades
3: so I heard about Shades from actually a couple guys at Samford that were older than me who used to go to Shades so I was a freshman at Samford I've been looking for churches um, I'd been, I think I've been to Brook Hills once or twice with my roommate Max. Um, But then uh, it was really big. I really wanted something that was smaller, um, a smaller community where I could really kind of plug in and get to know people. And so I was walking across the quad and I had some classes with Stephen Rice or I knew Stephen Rice from... Some friends and also Barrett Merrill. Ugh, Stephen Rice. Stephen, yeah. That
1: guy's the worst. So I'm just
3: kidding. I love Stephen. They invited me to Shades, and then I came on a Sunday, and I think I remember talking to Jonathan immediately afterwards. He does his whole thing where he's like, "Let's get coffee next week," like a great <laughs> pastor would do, because he is. And so we did that, and we had coffee, and then really after that, the rest was history. Honestly. Um, and I've been here since since then, 2014. And then once Emma and I got engaged around that time or around that time, she started visiting Shades from from Iron City. Um,
0: and so, yeah. One of my favorite SVCC John Kegley stories from oh, college gosh. is <laughs> when a lot of Sanford students started coming to Shades Valley. We started a college small group, and, but there was nothing small about it. Oh, the I love this story. On Sunday morning. <laughs> There was 50 people, 50 college students It was, it was the insane. first Sunday. It was huge. And in my seminary naivete, I thought that college students would really love a Bible study that investigated the historical reliability of the Gospels <laughs> by focusing on eyewitness testimony. I thought, this is what Riveting. college students want to come for on Sunday morning. So slowly over time, the numbers <laughs> dwindled until there was only, only one, only, <laughs> only right. one and college student too. left at the end of the semester. Oh and that college student was John Kegley. Yes, it was. <laughs> Big
4: Man. win.
0: Yes, it was. Yeah.
1: Well, John, you did stay throughout your entire uh, college did career stay. and yeah. post that decided to go to Beeson Divinity School mm-hmm. and we decided
0: to employ you.
3: Yes, thank the Lord.
0: Thank
4: you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, John, why don't you tell people a little bit about what you do at Shades Valley. Some people may not know what you do behind the scenes, yes. but you do some things. It is
3: I do some things. So, <laughs> That has
1: know, changed a lot during this season because, you know... Hashtag COVID. It
0: has yes.
3: changed. So I do a, I'll do a lot of different things. Sometimes I'll hang curtains and steam them. Sometimes I'll put <laughs> like today, like today, t- <laughs> I'll put little blue arrows down on the ground for people. Uh, you know, I'll I'll change light bulbs and stuff like that. So I'm kind of like a janitor in that way. But <laughs> I also do a lot of the office stuff. So if you email office at Shades Valley, that'll be me. And I also do a lot with the youth too, along with you, Brad. So those are kind of my my main things, but it's really fun, I mean honestly, working here because every week is different, and while there is consistency um there's enough enough flexibility to kind of keep things lively and and fun, so
0: yeah, that was a very yeah. brief summary of the many things that you do yes. <laughs> Shades Valley would not happen without John Kegley. Doing a oh, lot thank of you, thank you. Uh very not fun tasks <laughs> behind the scene. <laughs> right.
3: yeah, there are some stories,
0: yes. <laughs> yeah, there are some stories. Um
1: But we really do. We're uh we're really thankful for um how you've stepped up and taken on even more and more over the course of time, specifically with the youth. Um I mean to to a large extent, you know, John now basically runs the youth ministry and mm-hmm. which is allowed Brad. To focus a lot of his attention in other directions, so while yes, he does have to do some of those uh, not not as fun <laughs> tasks. Um, I no, know. a
3: lot of, a lot of time is if you have any problems or complaints about youth, Brad is still uh, <laughs> my, he's the person <laughs> I still report to, so I, I still have to way. go through him for most of the decisions or a lot of decisions that I make. So if you have any issues at all, please refer refer to Brad and not and not me. I'm just a Seminary student, so I, I I do not have all the answers either. But yes, youth is something that I've kind of taken on more and more, kind of as being being here, and I'm very thankful too because I mean, even in seminary, not a lot of people are able to work at a church while studying as well, and it's really I do feel bad for the youth group students sometimes because a lot of what I'm learning from Beeson sometimes has to get translated to them. They're kind of like my guinea pigs in a lot of ways, so. A lot of stuff probably goes over their heads, but it's it's still really fun to kind of try and apply a lot of what I'm even learning at school and to teach the kids that stuff, too. So,
0: Yeah. Now, John, you're not the only one that works with youth. Emma, you work with youth as well. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how that came about and what that looks like?
2: Yeah. So I work for Young Life in Birmingham, so full circle to my own story. Which,
1: by the way, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you've listened to some of the other... Uh, Meet a member episodes. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Shades Mm -hmm. has a a pretty big history and connection with Young Life. I mean, even the the founding pastor was Mm -hmm. worked with Young Life and um and so yeah, lots of people with Young Life history here.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it's a good
4: place. place. (laughs) Um. I'll have
1: to share my one young life story at some point about my experience in high school. All right. (laughs) I wish it was like (laughs) y'all. And it wasn't Young Life's fault.
2: Well, they are very different wherever you go. Yeah. They so yes, I came to Stanford and became a volunteer leader with Young Life um right off the bat because it was a very um big part of my story and it was a way that I felt like I could um yeah, have a personal ministry and explain who I knew Jesus to be to high school and middle school kids. Um so I became a volunteer leader here my freshman year I was placed at Mountain Brook High School. And I'm still there. Go Spartans. Um, <laughs> this is, I'm coming up on my, I think I just finished five years or sh- maybe even six with wow. Mount. I've been in yeah. Mountain Brook School Systems for a minute. Uh, it's very
3: easy to do ministry in Mountain Brook, <laughs> as, you, as you can imagine.
2: <laughs> yeah, Mountain Brook is a, is a yeah. whole other world unto its own.
0: No pressures facing those kids. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Uh, no expectations there, nope. right?
2: So, yeah, so I became a volunteer leader and then kind of just kept taking more bites of responsibility. Um, When I was in my final year at Stanford, I was on student staff um, and was really I mean, I love I love volunteer leading. I love being involved with Young Life. I love the girls that I've gotten to hang out with um, over the past years and um, was really wanting student staff as kind of a stepping stone to full time staff. I graduated um, and did not want to do the traditional staff um, way, which is like a three-year, they move you wherever they want to um, and train you, which is great, and it's an amazing system. But John and I were getting married. He was starting Beeson, so we couldn't leave Birmingham. Um, so I ended up working at Sanford. For a whole year, which, if you know me at all, is a big joke because I really don't <laughs> love Stanford. <laughs> so God kept me there for one more year, um, and then well, I was on part-time staff then still, and then finally um, I was I was not super happy at my job at Stanford and was applying to new jobs. And my boss at that time for part-time came to me and was like, Hey, let's get lunch. We got lunch. He was like, what's up? I'm like, I'm really stressed. I'm applying for jobs. And he was like, well, why don't you stop? And I was like, (laughs) what? And he was like, I think we're ready to hire you full time. Um, Um, which was very much the Lord's mm -hmm. providence because I was not going to make it much longer at Stanford. Um, and so ended up coming on full-time staff a year ago, um, July 1st, 2019 and have been, placed in charge of all of Mountain Brook Ministries. Um, so they, I'm still on the high school team and have relationships with high schoolers. And then, um, the middle school also kind of falls under me as well. And then I run our training program for college students and help with administrative work. Um, because I love admin work. That's a true statement. (laughs) (laughs) I could answer emails all day long. Um, (laughs) So it's been it's been really really sweet, um, and I am very very blessed and grateful to be in full time ministry.
1: That's yeah. awesome, and we are really grateful uh, for y'all. Um, for we're, we're thankful that y'all ended up together <laughs> um, and here <laughs> in <too>. Birmingham <laughs> in ministry. Uh, Brad and I are thankful that y'all ended up together because I mean that just means we got to take a really cool trip to Indianapolis just the right? two of us. Yeah, best I, day stay You see. Uh, See my oh my wow. mug I'm drinking out oh of yeah. right oh, here. No. I didn't even do this on purpose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the mug? Jim? It was it's it's a square cat vinyl mug. It was in my gift basket. Emma's when. shout oh. out to Emma's parents. Oh. Yeah, shout was, out to They're mine. very cool. It they was cool. when <laughs> when we arrived at our hotel uh, in Indianapolis. For their their wedding, this was this was in my gift basket.
0: Yeah, it's a vinyl shop, right? Yeah.
2: Yes, it's my dad's, it's vinyl, it's shop.
1: dad's vinyl shop. It's her dad's part-time uh-huh. hobby.
2: I said this will this will explain <laughs> my parents when the all of our guests came to all Indianapolis-made gifts in their <laughs> hotel and Airbnbs.
1: It, just so you know, even the little because it was in a it was in like a crate. Oh yes, like what looked like a, a, a miniature crate. W- we still have that. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it it holds diapers and wet wipes <laughs> on the changing table so at, at our house. <laughs> so, yep. But but thank you all for coming in yes. and for letting us play a silly game. But even more than that, getting to hear your stories and uh, and how the Lord's at work in your lives right now in the ministry uh, positions that you're in. We're just really grateful that you're here.
2: Absolutely, we're grateful to Thanks be here. Thanks for having us, especially for we would love bosses. Loves, uh, bosses. <laughs> <laughs> We we love people, I love people too. So all you people listening, I will be your friend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, you have it right there. There's an invitation. <laughs> uh, well, thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Shakespeare.